Welcome back, and um, remember our show last week was great with uh, Joy Garner and the control group and finding out about this study that I wrote the introduction for uh, the show about, and I think it's one of the most important medical scientific studies ever done, actually. Really simple and to the point, something that CDC should have done a long time ago and didn't because they work for the drug dealers. Uh, Other than that, they didn't have time, I guess. And um, so now it's done and, and there are lawsuits in progress and a lot of things connected with that, which I would like to see happen faster because there are people being injured and killed all over the world uh, due to the fact that uh, what the control group project exposed is still not widely known and needs to be. So today we get the honor of talking to one of the doctors associated with and knowledgeable about that whole project and connected in some interesting ways on his own, uh, Dr. Doug Halstead from California, who's a pediatrician who works on kids up to their 80s and beyond. Um, and we're going to meet him and let him tell you a little bit about his background and Joy is back to help us with that. And it should be an incredible discussion that's going to go by in about two minutes. So we'll get started. And yeah, welcome, Doug and Joy. Thanks for being here. Thank you kindly. So, Doug, um, rather than me just reading a bunch of stuff about you, why don't you tell people what the significant things, steps, and milestones, and and parts that led up to where you are now, and then we'll yeah. Go. So, I finished residency in pediatrics in '87 at LA County Hospital, and then board certified in peds in '89. Uh, recertified a couple times um, in pediatrics. 2000 uh, was a turning stone for me. I actually started dealing with autistic kids and attempting to actually get them off the spectrum. Wow. And I was using uh, biomedical techniques um, pioneered by oh, uh, Bernard Rimland, actually. He was one of the major pioneers for treating kids with autism. But the, the story started rolling into me. Remember, I'd had my, my conventional treat- uh, training. And the stories that started rolling into me were my child was walking, my child was talking, my child was doing everything appropriately. I could give two-step instructions, had 10-word vocabulary at 15 months of age. And then my child received vaccines, lost eye contact, lost speech, uh, couldn't walk for four weeks, started stimming like a maniac, which is flapping arms or flapping legs or flapping any old other thing that's out there. Right. Um, huge sensory issues, takes us two hours to get our child's socks on every morning, and then we have to duct tape our child's socks on to keep them on. Dr. Hull said, we think our child's autism is caused by the vaccines. So because I was so well-trained, I thought, my gosh, that's the most interesting story I've ever heard in my life. But of course, it can't be vaccines. So 
that obviously what's going on here is this family's just crazy. So with crazy families, you just leave them alone. You put them over in the corner and, and leave them alone because obviously they're crazy because we know it can't be vaccines because vaccines can't hurt anybody. Safe so second, second family rolls in, tells me exactly the same story, same book, same page, same paragraph, same sentences, same everything. And I'm thinking, my gosh, that's fascinating. I just had a story just like this earlier, but I know it can't be vaccine. So obviously what's going on here is we're having an epidemic of crazy families because obviously vaccines can't hurt anybody. So this went on. I had 10 families by 2003, all telling me the same story. And the very dim light bulb started screwing in over my head. It's like, Oh, Houston, we got a problem. 2003 was kind of, uh, a time when I, I started stretching out the vaccine program. Uh, I'd, I'd been stretching out the vaccine program anyway with my practice, but I, I did it in earnest then. If you look at Bob Sears' work, Bob had written uh, the vaccine book, and I, I followed that fairly closely with some uh, additions. But I got very excited. CDC made an announcement um, early 2004. They said, we're going to look at MMR administration and subsequent autism. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this is what most of my family are saying are really a problem with my kids. So I was very excited that the Stefano study came out. And it was uh, the the upshot was there's no correlation whatsoever with administration of MMR and subsequent autism. And so from that particular study, CDC says, there's no correlation. There's no causation from any um, uh, vaccines and uh, subsequent autism. Well, I already had my 10 families telling me exactly the opposite story. So the question was in my head, okay, so is there a cabal appearance outside my door? And they're all saying, okay, when you see Halstead, you're going to tell this story. And I thought, sure. Yeah, that's possible. That's like me winning lotto. I don't know if you know what lotto is in Arizona, but it's some game thing where I win millions of dollars, but four straight weeks running, right? Because, you know, the probability of that is just not really likely. Plus, I don't play lotto. So the chances of my family's being outside my door with a cabal is just almost nil. Right. But this is also me rolling around with six months of rocks in my brain, trying to figure out what in the world to do with that CDC study. I eventually came to two conclusions. One was there was a fatal flaw with the CDC study. And two, I would probably never figure out what was going on with it. So I did find out what was wrong with the study. And it was a fatal flaw, but it was 10 years later. So I was I was right that there was a fatal flaw, but I was wrong that I'd never figure out what was wrong with it. What was wrong with it was William Thompson, who was one of the principal investigators, came forward and said, oh, you know, I've been feeling badly for 10 years. Well, William, why have you been feeling badly for 10 years? Oh, because we took out all the raw data indicating a 336% increase in the amount of autism in black infant males. So let me recap that study for you. That means the CDC, the paradigm of ethics and virtue, there's something you've probably never heard of. It's called they lied to us. That's also known as fraud. That's bad. So in 2014, this guy was not a happy camper. I'm looking at this thinking, wait a minute. I've been lied to. I can understand a fatal flaw. But when I've been lied to, I feel like maybe there's something really wrong here. Second study was the Mawson study. And by the way, um, we'll eventually get to Joy's study, but the Mawson study uh, was looking at unvaccinated children versus vaccinated kids in 2017, and it showed a 420% increase in autism, 
500% increase in the amount of ADD, ADHD, 700% increase in the amount of ear tubes, 700% increase in the amount of hospitalizations for pneumonias, 3,000% increase in the amount of allergic rhinitis, 300% increase in the amount of asthma, 300% increase in the amount of allergic rhinitis, uh, excuse me, uh, eczema. Is, and, is this vaccinated compared to no vaccines or something? Vaccinated compared to no vaccines. Um, Joy oh, okay. did something a little more um, uh, uh, telling because she also pulled out anyone that had gotten uh, aluminum, which was coming from the vitamin K, which I just had, I didn't realize it until about two years ago when I actually read Joy's study that aluminum was just a gigantic problem and it was coming in from the vitamin K injections. I had no clue as a doctor. I had no clue that we were injecting kids with aluminum. Well, they it's don't like, say we're going to give you the aluminum shot. Now they say it's, no, it's just the aluminum shot. Shot. yeah. Yeah. So, but the, the la- the next study that made a huge impression on me and there's reason to mention every one of these, but the next one was the Peter AB study. So Peter AB is the godfather of vaccinations in a place called Guiana Brasso. You can look it up. 2017 is DPT um, and health outcomes in Guiana Brasso. And what he showed, he was giving a DPT, which is diphtheria, tetanus, whooping cough at three months of age. And then at five months of age, uh, and the, if, uh, so what he was supposed to have was just a single cohort of two vaccine kids. If the kids came in early, he would wait until five months of age to give them a first DPT vaccine or a single DPT vaccine. So what happened was he, with his study was he got a, kid, a group of kids with one vaccine of DPT and a group of kids that had two vaccines of DPT. Mm-hmm. So he asked the million-dollar question, well, did any of the children in these groups die from diphtheria, tetanus, or whooping cough, which is what he was treating? Answer, no. This is great news. We can all go home and do the happy dance because the vaccines really work. So exciting for me as a doctor to see that, except he asked the $2 million question, which was, if I look at all cause death, is there a difference between the one vaccine group and the two vaccine group? Answer, there is a distinct difference between the one vaccine group and the two vaccine group. The one vaccine group was dying 500% less frequently than the two vaccine group. It's actually worse than what I'm telling you because um, he also had a no vaccine group of kids. And the girls, particularly in the no vaccine group, were dying a thousand percent less frequently than the kids in the two vaccine group. What I think what I've come to the conclusion of in regards to all vaccines is um, it's my let's pretend lecture. Do you want to hear it? I'm going to tell you what, you may as well just agree. Oh, yes, I absolutely want to hear it then. But you've never asked. So let's pretend I've had a horrible day, but I see you on the street and I want to make your day horrible too. So I come up, so I come up to you on the street and I start shoving you on the chest. I say, what are you going to do with this? Hey, what are you going to, hey, I'm talking to you. Hey, what are you going to do with this? Okay, socially inappropriate, but it's also a physical provocation. So there are all kinds of things that could happen with that. You could walk away, could haul off and take a swing at me. You could break down and cry like a baby on the asphalt. Yeah. You could run the other way. You could call the police. You could get on a blog and say, I can't believe what the city did to me today. You could take a video, put it on the internet. It could go viral. You could be famous, Richard. I mean, I'm just right. talking about the possibilities here. You yeah. know, it happened, right? All from that physical provocation. When okay. I am vaccinating, I'm immunologically provoking the system. It's a nonspecific provocation. We know that from things called adjuvants. Mm-hmm. 
and we have no idea where we're sending the immune system. Right. So I think that's what's happening with the vaccines uh, across the board. And it explains what I was seeing in my medical practice. Um, so that comes to Joy Garner's study, which uh, gives us the, the things that are so exciting to me about it are two words that doctors never use in the same sentence. One is absolute and the other one is causation. Joy's study gave us absolute causation for the following on an order of about a thousand percent. Unfortunately, I know Joy's here, so hopefully I'm not misquoting her, but a thousand percent increase in learning disability, speech delays, developmental delays, autism spectrum disorder, ADD, ADHD, strabismus, which is crossed eyes, types one and two diabetes, a thousand percent increase in epilepsy in adults, children, cancer in adults, cancer in children, multiple chronic diseases. Um, and then, um, 660% increase in sudden infant death syndrome. Doctors for years have been looking at the ceiling, trying to figure out where in the world the sudden infant death syndrome was coming from. Right. That's bad. That is really bad. But it's a hint as to what in the world has been happening with our sick children. So in my hands, I've seen 146 autistic kids over the years, which is a whole boatload of autistics. It's not as many as some of my betters have seen, but of those 146, 72 of them are very specifically vaccine damaged and CDC is not addressing it. And as you said earlier in your intro, CDC never really bothered to look at risk for um, uh, the vaccines at all. They told us the benefits, but they missed out on uh, the majority of it, which is, um, what what is the risk for XYZ, whatever XYZ is. And in any any scientific endeavor, you need to know what the benefit is and you need to know what the risk is. Right. And you also need to know who's telling you the benefit. And who's <laughs> telling you. You know, because if they're lying about the risk and you're yeah. saying, well, the benefits <laughs> must all be true, that might not well, make oh, sense. The problem is the benefits may be true. You know, that, that study from Peter Abey showed that the kids were not dying from diphtheria, tetanus, or whooping cough. The vaccines mm. really can, can I interject on that point? Yeah. Um, they also don't die of diphtheria if they get no vaccines. So Yeah, yeah but they didn't, they didn't look. You know, if they don't look, it's like, well, yeah, it's amazing. Or, or you, you're assuming that if they had looked, they would have said so? No, so I'm saying <laughs> they, may, they, yeah, they could they have, have looked, looked and forgotten to mention it. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, we're seeing an enormous amount of subterfuge going on. Um, So that's that's the childhood vaccines. Now we've got COVID to deal with. And I think it's I think the childhood vaccines are horrid, but I think COVID jabs are even worse. Um, I got I don't have a huge family, but in my family, I've got five members that I believe are severely vaccine injured. Um, I got a cousin who I used to play with all the time. He developed uh, an ophthalmologic stroke after his two vaccines. He will probably never realize that it came from the jab, but I think I know where it came from. What does that mean, that you go blind as a Uh, stroke? He didn't go blind, but he can only read with one eye because his binocular vision is blown up. So he he can read like this, but he can't can't put his vision uh, together. Right. Um, another family member, um, my daughter's mother-in-law developed Guillain-Barre syndrome after her two jabs. And then, um, she was on a ventilator for two months. She can't walk yet, but she is off the ventilator. 
Um, I've got a family member that developed after the two jabs, um, something called minimal change glomerular nephritis, which will kill you if you don't have the right nephrologist. And then who else do I have? My wife's niece um, out in Arizona actually developed a brain tumor behind her left eye after getting three jabs. Hmm. Um, my, Just, I don't want you to lose a train of thought, but what, what kidney disease is that? The one with the long name. Glomerular nephritis. It's uh, yeah. where your kidneys shut down. They just stop working. Yeah. They well. What, over, did that person receive uh, remdesivir at any point? No, no. That's just, okay. I believe, from the jabs. Uh, remdesivir is a, a totally other story. Uh, another yeah. horse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. I mean that that co- that is corroborated by all the research that's showing that um, most kidney failures are in fact an immune disorder. Just like most diabetes, if not all, or or the vast majority, maybe all but one percent, are actually the consequence of an immune system that's gone awry and is attacking those organs and tissues. And like you started with, it's 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 random which which part of your body is going to be attacked. It depends on the person. It may depend on their genetic uh, structure. It may depend on the unique. Uh, mixture that was injected to them what what exactly was in that particular lot yeah, or concoction so yeah, it it's capable may, of destroying all of it yeah, it may, may even depend on the person's mood at the time they got the job i mean you never uh, know hormones i mean yeah um last patient in uh, last family member that, that i think i think i'm up to five right now um my niece's husband developed um, um myocarditis after two jabs so it's like oh this is just all across the board and this is this is stuff that's happened after those two jabs uh, the one case of the cancer is three jabs um so COVID is just really bad it's just it's just eating people up plus well, the, the vaccines are <laughs> yeah the COVID vaccines are i mean i have a similar thing to report in terms of people that i know that have received the vaccine and 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 the vast majority of people I know that have been suffering serious health issues this past year, it, the majority of them are people that took the vaccine. The vast majority, almost all of the people I know who refused it, actually all, are in perfect health. Yeah. They're, they're not having all these problems. So yeah. um, go figure. Yeah, we are we are seeing some long term COVID after the the uh, infection, but that actually should be able to be treated with various modalities. But that the, the FDA has banned horrid, the horrid stuff that I just rattled off to. Joy, how did I do on the numbers? Was I pretty good? Very uh, accurate. You were uh, separating the different disease categories, and each one has a different percentage of increased risk if you've yep. been exposed to vaccines. Um, some of them are, are exponentially higher than a thousand percent. Some are somewhat lower. Um, but if you go across the board on the, the tallies for all conditions, all health conditions, uh, basically the way it hashes out is if you avoid all vaccines, your risk of having any health problems is a minimum of a thousand percent less yeah. than if you do get vaccine exposure. Yeah. And that's that any level of exposure. Yeah, I think from your study, you were saying 1,099% healthier if you're not vaccinated, which yeah. is 
you know, that's that's exactly opposite of what every one of the physicians and the entire planet is saying. So it's really um, in the face of the entire medical community that the vaccines are actually doing any good whatsoever in any way, shape or form. You know, not not only generally, not only generally, but with the specific diseases that they're supposed to prevent. I I wasn't able to find any uh, validation that that's ever happened. Uh, nor were we uh, in in our in our uh, control group lawsuit. Um, there's a very thick evidence package for judicial notice, judicially noticeable documents. The validity of which really aren't is not subject to to, to any sort of question or. Right. So um, it's amazing that this has become widely believed that vaccines prevent disease. Yeah, it's it's so clear when you look at the actual evidence, the data, historical data, uh, measles, polio, all of these things that we were told vaccines saved us from. Right. And yet you look at the actual data, the historical data, and you see that, oh, deaths from measles had plummeted and bottomed out before they released the vaccine for it. Right. And as a matter of fact, in many instances, you, it's been very well documented that once they release the vaccine for that disease, there's actually a bump in deaths uh-huh. from that disease right. from where it was before they released the vaccine. So, so the evidence that there is even any potential benefit from any vaccine ever is scanty at best. But even if you took all of the most exaggerated hypothetical, hypothetical claims as to how many lives vaccines have saved and we know those are exaggerated we know that they're hypothetical but even if you took them at their word with those numbers and compared them to the control group long-term health outcomes for vaccine exposure it is inarguable that vaccines as a whole are doing far more damage to human health public health than than uh any potential benefits right so we don't even have, in our case, we don't even have to argue with them about whether or not there's, there eff, there's an efficacy or a benefit somewhere. It's like, okay, we'll take you at your word there. But what are you going to do about this? The risk far outweighs even your most exaggerated claims, which, by the way, are all hypothetical anyway. Uh, can I share you, uh, with you a device that I've developed using CDC guidelines? Yes. Yeah, what is yeah. it? Well, so I've got this device and I've been working on it for a couple of years now. And I, I have found that it's a hundred percent effective in treating all melanomas. It's a hundred percent effective. So I got a benefit of a hundred percent. I don't have a lot of money. So I've been experimenting in my mind. So it's a mind experiment. And I found out that it actually is a hundred percent curative of all leukemias. Um, so. And, you know, as time has gone on, I've also figured out that it is 100% curative of all lymphomas. So, um, and I'm just using the CDC guidelines because I want to see where the benefit is on this device. And I think I'm going to become a billionaire. I've got got a couple problems I'm working out on the device, but I really think... It's this effective. You probably don't want to talk about it too much (laughs) because they'll kill you. It does, it does have a couple problems, and I'm working on them. But as long as I use well, let's CDC talk guidelines, privately on on a 
on a well, I, I think I understand what, what Dr. Halstead's getting at. And yeah. it sounds like something that most of the people who take this treatment die. But it's not, there's well, no correlation to the That's treatment. one of the small problems I've got. And if, yeah. if I'm scared to you guys, because this will be the world's first notice, but the, the device is called a machete. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, this is like, like the chemotherapy. This is the world reveal. Of, if you kill the person, therapy. you're definitely going to kill the this, cancer. This is the first time ever revealed anywhere. Right. See, the okay, you're kidding around. I, the problem with that discussion is I just told you all of the benefits. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of neglected the risks. Kind yeah, of. the machete. Well, the risk, the correlation, I mean, has nothing to do with causation. We There's, know you know what? There was that study that proved there was no correlation between machete chopping off your head and death. So no. we can. No, because a lot of those people could have been about to die. So, exactly. I, so I just want you guys to know you heard it first here. I've yeah. got if they it. hadn't got the machete thing to chop yeah. their head off with, they would have died anyway. So. That's right. Yeah. Like in the control group for that experiment, everyone in history that's never had that treatment, they've all died. Uh, well, they don't have a control group at the CDC. Anyway, so just realize, as long as I stay with CDC guidelines, I figure I'm safe. Yeah. Well, plus, if you did the experiments in your mind, you've yeah. eliminated 100% of the physical errors you could have made. That's true. You know, right now you're likely to get approval for this new treatment. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. would, I would apply. <laughs> uh, and by the way, I, I am using strict CDC guidelines because you know, in 2018, ICANN and Children's Health Defense actually went after the CDC to look um, for for them to reveal any risks that were involved with any vaccine programs that were, and they were supposed to send that to the U.S. Congress. The CDC eventually had to admit that they had never, ever, ever done a study of safety of these vaccines. Yep. So I figure I'm just on good ground on this one. Yeah, yeah they, not, they would have why done would that. Why would you have to check for safety when the efficacy is so exciting it, and clear? Is, I'm talking to you, thing, Joy, It kills you, all of this stuff. I'm talking 100%, Joy. 100% kill yeah. rate on the leukemia and the... You know, there's a license. There's a licensing fee for your for new inventions like that. <laughs> if you can come up with enough money, they'll approve this, no yeah. matter what. Fifty million should do it, and they'll even get send out directives to all the hospitals to cover up the dead bodies. Um, you know, I, I obviously this is a little tongue in cheek, but I, I, I honest, honest, without tongue in cheek, I am using exactly the CDC guidelines on safety and beneficence of a vaccine program. Have you shredded any of the data? Because you really have, need to cover yeah. all the bases. <laughs> it's all right here. Okay. So you mentally shredded the appropriate parts. Shredding it, yes. Okay, excellent. Uh, okay, this is, this is a serious matter, folks. But, yes. you know, it's so extreme what's happening. I mean, literal extermination, a genocide. It, it's real. I mean, there's nothing else you can accurately just yeah. you can use to describe this. And um, it, it, it is so completely heavy that we do have to step aside for a minute now and then and take a breath and look at the, the ridiculousness of, of the people that are doing this. They're clowns. And ultimately, they're not going to get away with it. I think this is an insult to real clowns, Joy. But I, <laughs> I, I, I do know what you mean. 
But when you found out this stuff, Dr. Halstead, how did that yep. change what you were doing in your practice? Um, you know, changing one's mind. So I've got a saying, and I'm really proud of this. I'm not so proud of the device that's going to cure the 100% of the melanomas, the uh, lymphomas, and the leukemias. But I am proud of this saying. And the saying is, uh, the hardest thing to enter the human mind is a new idea, especially if the old idea is paying you money. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's exquisitely difficult for a well-trained physician to realize that he or she has been actually wounding and maiming a population. So it took me a number of years before I, I finally stopped uh, vaccinating. And, and it all, uh, I just checked my books. It looks like four years ago. Um, but just realize there's a huge psychic load that one has to deal with because one realizes that... Um, there's a lot of damage that was done by this particular technology. Right. Yeah. The, the magnitude of it worldwide is pretty yeah. stagger- staggering. Yeah. This is a, a point in time where even those that have been severely personally injured and lost loved ones um, have to eliminate the, the blame game. They do. I mean, that doesn't mean we, we don't stop trying to stop this from continuing. Right, But it means that we give those doctors that are becoming aware just now that are really, it's really starting to hit them. The things that, that uh, Doug started figuring out four years ago, that we, we provide them a loving, safe landing spot. From Yeah. Condemning yourself doesn't help at all. Exactly. Um, It's, it's the people that know and, by this point should know and the data is there and continue putting on their blinders yeah. and you know if, if they if they re- they know intellectually but if they yeah, really knew yeah. at a deep level they wouldn't touch it again and 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 in even those people that are you know evil they're knowingly and they love that i want my money we may not want to help them but there does need to be a clear open path and open door that's to, right. Hey, come on over. We're going to love you. We're going to support you. We're going to help you. And uh, for, for me, at least, that that's genuine. I'd, I'd say a year or two ago, it wasn't. I, I, I knew yeah. that was where I needed to go. But now I'm I'm there. Where Spiritual growth. Yeah. The other thing that that is changing on a world scale is there's going to be a huge market for helping people injured by vaccines, the oh, ones huge. who are alive. I mean, yeah. Over time, as this gets out more, um, hundreds of millions of people that have not died from the shots will want help. So, and, and there's not and there's not much known about that. You know, there's a lot of people who have part of it, but real complete. Like, how do you undo corruption of DNA, you know, through the mRNA technology? That's that's a tough one. But uh, the fact is, there is self-correcting coding built into our dna as well yeah that's working all the time it can become corrupted and correct itself yeah so Um, the question is how much i used to be so against uh pot you know marijuana pot and i found out my daughter was uh in, in her late teen years after she graduated from high school she was uh working as a nanny for some twins for this lady and and uh, this lady couldn't breastfeed for whatever reason. And the, the twins were 
in really tough shape. You know, it was a hospital birth, cesarean, the whole nightmare. Mm-hmm. And um, they were at about two, three months, they were displaying obvious signs that there was something seriously wrong, like they were not functioning. Um, you couldn't get eye contact with either one of them. Uh, when they're in their crib, they just bang their head and go, ah, ah, and look off into the distance. You couldn't engage right. these right. poor little babies. And um, the mother did this huge turnaround where she's like, okay, well, they, without my permission, they gave me dry up shots. They assumed I'd want them. Yeah, so that's why she couldn't breastfeed. What kind of, um, what kind of shots? Dry up shots. Oh, they do stop? this without a woman's knowledge or consent on a frequent basis in, uh, in obstetrics, I didn't know just about inject that. her breasts so that it, they will dry them up. What What is the excuse for doing that? No, they got a million. Just, just I, I don't really want to go deeply into that one, but they do oh, it. I'll okay. just put it that wow. way. Okay. Um, in her case, I think it was because well, you've got twins, and how can you feed two kids? Well, I got two tits. I mean, shut up. Wow. But anyway, they did wow. this to her, and she back to the the THC <sighs> marijuana thing. So I did some research when my daughter told me that this woman was going to start feeding her children hemp milk. She was going to supplement it with things, but she was making raw hemp milk at home and feeding it to her. Is that where you take the seeds and grind them up and strain them out? Yeah, and And she made this milk, and it was very labor-intensive, and she did it fresh every day, and that's what she started feeding the kids. And I read, the first thing I read was, you know, propaganda online, um, you know, the hemp has a trace amount of THC in it and THC can alter your, it, or they didn't say alter. It was uh, affect your DNA. Right. So that horrified me. And I was like, oh, at least my daughter's name is like, maybe you should show this research to her. And then I stopped myself. I said, no, I'm staying out of this. Those are her kids. She's doing the best she can. And it's definitely better than the formula that you buy at the store. So yeah, I'm going to say, yeah. well, years later, I came to stumble upon some research that actually proved that THC and certain cannabinoids actually do alter your DNA in a positive way. They encourage it to return back to its original uh, format mm. and coding. It, it, it literally opens it up to where it can go correct the coding. Well, you know, what with, it originally with, was with hemp milk hemp seeds you can buy those easily yeah. at a health food store yeah and so they, good news, they, I, they're I wanna, not psychotropic at all no no there is trace amount of THC but right. good news uh the two girls within three weeks of starting the hemp milk yeah all of their digestive issues were reversed they were looking you in the eye smiling laughing and playing wow. starting to crawl wow. like it was so immediate uh, just as a comment, uh, Western Price has a, a an infant formula for the moms that can't breastfeed, and I that's the one I've actually recommended. I don't know very much about uh, hemp milk for uh, infants. It well, sounds. I just watched it. It's amazing. I did a lot of research after to try and understand why I saw this massive uh, growth for these children, this benefit, yeah. this healing, and yeah. it made perfect sense. If you read up on what this kind of, you know, a hemp seed is actually providing to the human body, it's a little bit about hemp is it's got a really nice ratio of omega three sixes and nines, uh, which is great. Um, So it's a really 
good formula for that. Um, or at least it's it's good in regards to the uh, the oils. Um, I don't know if it's going to give you DHA or EPA, which are important omega threes. But um, that's an, an interesting. It's story. actually a complete profile. Literally inside of a hemp seed yeah. is every single nutrient the human body needs yeah. in plentiful supply. Like you need everything that it's providing. You could just live on that alone and be perfectly healthy with plenty of protein. What, what's the Weston Price formula that you're using now? Oh, it's, it's a, well, I, I don't use it personally. I just afflict families with it. I mean, uh, that you're recommending, yeah. Yeah, so you, you'd have to look it up under Weston Price Foundation. Um, it's raw liver, if you can find uh, free-range liver, um, mm. and just a whole mess of other things that are really good. I'm sure there's fish oil in it. Uh, I haven't looked at it for years, but that's what I afflict uh, families, if they really want to do something right for their child, that's what I would recommend. Mm-hmm. The other thing that is, sounds like it could actually be, in many ways, an improvement over what's available in hemp milk. Yeah, I mean, I, I really strongly uh, believe that we benefit from organ meats. Yeah, uh, it, it's really hard to find free range liver, though. Um, yeah, and it's going to be full of toxins uh, if it's not. Therapy. Yeah, there's a program called the Gerson Therapy where they were recommending injections of uh, raw liver, except the problem that I spoke with, one of the... Direct uh, injection with liver? Well, yeah, the problem is that the liver that they were getting wasn't free range, and so they had to cut that out. So if you ever see Gerson Therapy, you'll, you may notice that there isn't any liver injection anymore. Yeah, I would never inject uh, intentionally a human being with an undigested protein well this was that this doesn't was seem that, wise to me I, I haven't i haven't looked at the gerson seems like there. it would create uh, allergies immediately yeah to uh beef products yeah but you were getting uh b vitamins that were you know out of the roof if you could find the free range liver but they actually stopped that because the the problem of the pollution of the of the livers that are out there right now um right. yeah but anyway, Western Price Foundation, if you want to look up a very decent formula. The other thing that um, I do when families are – you would do much better if you did an infant formula from Europe as opposed to American formulas. But if, if the families just can't swing that or they can't find a wet nurse, um, I always recommend DHA, a probiotic, vitamin D. And I also recommend colostrum because colostrum's got some growth factors in it that are just nice. They're just nice for babies. Yeah. Um, Doug, did you uh, ever set up a give, send, go? Um, I did, and I looked at it this morning when you'd sent me that text, and I can't get into it. So give, send, go is not happening. Um, What uh, I don't think the listeners are going to realize is that all of the physicians that think that there is a potential problem with any vaccines are getting hit by the medical boards across – well, at least in California where I'm at, but probably any of the other states because they're all uh, intertwined together and they're using a lot of the same techniques. Um, it would probably be if someone wants to donate to a legal fund, I would have to recommend at this time that you go to thecontrolgroup.org uh, and do a donation button and uh, specifically earmark it for Dr. Hulstead's legal fund. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, one, know, one of the things we should have mentioned because we got respecting your time limits, Dr. Halstead, we've got eight minutes. And we didn't get into your personal situation with respect to this whole thing right now. What 
which is really connected to the whole gifts and go or legal donation yeah. thing. So yeah. why don't you give a little quick background for that? Yeah, the short synopsis is that the medical board uh, has been out uh, looking for scalps for anyone that has written for medical exemptions in the past. And they found uh, one case in my background and are trying to uh, get um, – my medical records and uh once they get the medical records it really doesn't matter what reality is they'll just uh, trend towards pulling your license and so that they used it um it was a a fairly grisly case but they essentially are accusing me of of passing out misinformation in regards to vaccinations and of course that of course caused a murder suicide is what they're saying so um that's kind of the the nub of it but um um do they have do they have any logical reason for claiming that oh (laughs) or they just totally made it up Uh, i think it's totally made up okay yeah Yeah. it is impressive though oh it's such a stretch you know uh it's kind of like russia 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 or something yeah exactly and it's projecting you know these people are profoundly evil They know that they work for evil. They are trying to strip doctors of their medical licenses for no reason other than these particular doctors, the few remaining truly good doctors that we have, are refusing to hand the power of their prescription pads directly over to pharma. Right. So So you're being attacked. And their government cronies can just write the prescriptions themselves and inject all of us. I mean, what's, why That's do we right. need doctors anymore, right? Well, they're trying to get rid of human doctors. They're us. trying to make computers tell doctors what to do anyway. With they're already there. In California, that's already the way it's set up. They're yeah. saying, they're actually ultimately saying about uh, Doug and other doctors who have uh, advised their patients against these dangerous, unavoidably unsafe drug injections. They're trying to say that these doctors um, went, should have looked on the computer to decide what to do with exactly exactly standard of care and talk to their patient yeah yeah there's no no that's their crime personal judgment is out of the picture at this point yeah so you're being attacked because of not recommending vaccines and Um, telling the truth about medical exemption on a child who actually had been uh vaccine injured nobody in the medical community will recognize it um but um I was using something called SB 277, a statute in the state of California. Essentially, it was saying if you have family history of autoimmune disease, mm-hmm. that uh, you can write for a medical exemption. So I was just using what was on the books. And uh, now they're saying, well, no, it's CDC guidelines now. So they're actually, I think there's something called ex post facto that they're Retroactive doing. Retroactive application. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're trying to apply standards that they create but anyway that's exactly what's happening to phys- some really great physicians um uh Doug and i are working on a, a strategy of remedying this by suing the california state medical board yeah yeah and so, the so somebody, that if somebody wants to support it that's what they would be supporting basically yeah yeah correcting the but, medical board uh True injunctive relief. I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah one of the problems with California is it's actually a lead point for every one of the other states in the union. So what whatever happens in California potentially can happen in all of the states, which is exquisitely unfortunate. Yeah, because you've got senators and legislators on the state level now working to make things tighter 
yes. to make it harder. But if, to we can, but if we can turn this around in California, and I honestly believe that we can. You want to stop uh, those people from doing that. What will happen is we will have built a legal model that can be duplicated in other states where people are having these types of problems or encroachments. So um, that's Very the critical. good news. So they can read about this on, on the site. Is that true? Yeah, we're gonna we're as soon as we have um, the a, a petition on file, all of that will be available on the controlgroup.org website. Okay. Um, right now, we're just putting together the package and the resources and the plaintiffs and fair what, what about the other site that you mentioned on the previous show? Uh, informed uh, Informed Consent Defense. Right. .org is an existing legal site that shows uh, the control group litigation that currently exists, and that's making its way through the federal court system. Okay, so that's separate. Yeah. So there's not a separate state place to see the state information yet. We're going to be moving on that in the next few months. That okay. is an imperative. We absolutely have to get it done. Okay. And for people to get in touch with you to find out more if they want to support it on a significant scale, how do they do that? The controlgroup.org, just write to me there. There's an interface there that you can send me a message. Okay. I read all of those messages and I get back. I answer all of them, although, you know, some answers are going to be short and some right, are going to be right, long. Right. And Dr. Halstead, if they want to follow what's happening with your case, how do they best? Um, boy, I don't know. Um, it's actually coming up fairly closely. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's not real public knowledge now. They're they're trying to get uh, preliminary to to go nail some doctor that doesn't agree with the CDC guidelines. Um, so I don't have that in place. I don't know that uh, since I'm just learning how to use electronics, if it'll ever happen. Right. Yeah, the computers are going to catch on. You should learn about it. We'll, yeah. we'll be doing some updates on on uh, Doug's specific situation soon on the control. Okay. So, yeah. And that's the interface at this moment. Uh, by which people, if they want to help out uh, to get this California lawsuit funded properly. Um, and this is what's going to save our, our doctors who are being stripped of their medical licenses for no reason other than right. having an opinion, a medical opinion about their own patients that differs from um, pharma, essentially. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, pharma says all of us need to be injected with everything. Degree and, of control uh, these is are the amazing. doctors that don't agree with that. So. Right, so, and it indirectly helps their patients by saving them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, God bless you guys. I, I'm out of juice, so I'm going to okay. run. All right. All right. Thanks for being here, doctor. You bet. Bye-bye, and God bless you guys. Bye-bye, Doug. We'll talk soon. All righty. Bye-bye. So we, we barely got into what's happening with Doug's case. Do you want to say anything more about it? Because that's what people would be supporting and what we're discussing. Yeah, it's actually uh, pretty extraordinary, and, and, and I know that it's, uh, maybe a little bit difficult for Doug to want to talk about these things. They're they're terrifying. They're devastating. What is being done to him? The well, you know what is. he's willing to have out there that you can say, right? Well, it's already out there. I mean, it made oh, okay. headlines. So oh, okay. basically, right. um, he's uh, one of our primary expert witnesses in our federal lawsuit, the control group litigation. Okay. So, you know, obviously he's a target because right. we're going after the, 
the big beast. We're we're looking to slit its throat and slay yeah. the beast and yeah. actually take it down. So you know, deal it a fatal blow. Just stop the program for the whole country, basically. And so they're looking to. Uh, I'm I'm concerned actually that it, it's his involvement in our litigation that made him a rather special target for special special treatment from yeah. the California State Medical Board, who, by the way, does work for Big Pharma, uh, right. just like the rest of the people doing this to us. Right. Financially benefiting from pressing forward these horrific uh, uh, injections. Anyway, so um, they uh, got their opportunistic, or maybe they planned it, I don't know, but uh, one of the patients that he had was a young boy who he wrote a medical exemption for back in 2017. Mm-hmm. And at that time, it was perfectly uh, within code that that child qualified for an exemption because of his family history of autoimmune disorders. Um, some years later, those laws changed here in California to where uh, there's just a tiny little list of exceptions to vaccines that qualify for a medical exemption. Basically, you have to have already been suffered a deadly injury from a vaccine. So if you've already been killed, you have a better chance to get it. Yeah. If you've been killed, they might let you, but only for the one vaccine that caused that death or severe injury. So you let you get, uh, you're now uh, paralyzed from the neck down and Mm -hmm. brain swollen and, you know, got a tube coming out of you. And because of, the chickenpox shot or right. and that's shots. what you're claiming anyway. And then what will happen is, well, they'll say you're crazy. Yeah. And, but, but, um, so if you get that, uh, exemption, it'll only be for that one shot. You'll still have to get all the other, you know, dozens. Right. Of shots. Right. Right. Just only get that one exemption. That's the new rule. And that's written by the CDC. And it's, you know, cookie cutter. It's supposed to fit everyone. And, and right, right. But at the time that Dr. Halstead wrote this exemption in 2017, it was well within the law, exactly the guidelines that were the law at that time. Um, but because of his involvement in our case, I'm fearful that's why they needed to set him up for something extreme. Sure. So basically the allegation um, is that he's the head of an anti-vaxxer cult. Okay. That causes murder suicide. Um, right. What happened is that that boy, his parents got divorced some years after the medical exemption was written by Dr. Okay. Halstead. Right. They fought about vaccination versus not getting vaccinated. They fought about everything, property, alimony, child support, you name it. Uh-huh. Ultimately, um, the father at some point may have reached a breaking point or maybe it was a a setup murder suicide, but the allegation right. is that the father murdered his son and then killed himself. And wow. somehow they're trying to twist this into having something to do. With it was all because of the exemption. Dr. Holstead wrote a exemption for that kid to not have to get vaccinated right. back in 2020. Right, right, right. Okay. So it's, it's insane. And the medical board used it, this weird hysterical story to justify requisitioning or subpoenaing um, the records of this child from Dr. Holstead. Wow. So I know it's, it's, it's crazy. The scariest thing for me is when I went and I actually looked at the circumstances surrounding this, this murder suicide. Right. 
it, that was maybe the most horrifying for me in this, this entire was the idea that it, there was a possibility that because that was the only medicalization they could find and get their hands on where there was anything weird going on or whatever, because there was a big mm-hmm. uh, custody battle over this kid. Right. Um, that there's, there's at least, well, there's probably a very good chance that some bad people actually murdered that father and son. That's what, them. you know, my intuition immediately goes to that, that I don't, I mean, I don't have any basis to say. Yeah, that, I don't have but, any evidence that it's but true. But I don't think the father killed his son. But this, well, a father that's uh, willing to go into court to fight to protect his child's health. Exactly. Because he believes vaccines might harm his child. The whole point was to He's protect the child. not going to child. then murder his child. No. That Even would be, if the court orders the child to be vaccinated. But from, like, the, from the dark side, that would be worth a setup. I, I've known a could, lot of people that could, have been in custody battles who didn't want their child vaccinated, yeah. knew that it could be very, very dangerous for their child, and ended up with a court order that said they had to get them vaccinated, and they got vaccinated. They didn't go kill them. <laughs> they didn't kill no. them before or after the vaccine. It was just like, no, you know, the vaccine was bad enough. let me try to help recover my kid from what I think injured them. Right. That, that's right. it. Yeah, that's the psychology. Yeah. So what stage is it at right now? They're just trying to get the record so they can make uh, Yeah. Up. So um, they're at a point now where their um, request for emergency orders uh, to subpoena these records was denied. Hmm. Uh, and then it was the, the subpoena uh, motion for the subpoena to, to compel him to supply the records. Uh, was uh, rescheduled for a couple months forward, and now we're coming up on that date, which is April 4th. Um, I don't really want to discuss the strategies we're employing here, but there are some strategies to just kind of pull the rug out from under the California State Medical Board on this entire cause of action. That would be good. And, And the other thing, because they implicated him or attempted to implicate him in an actual murder, Right. They just handed him his Fifth Amendment right to remain silent on a silver platter. So they're not going to get an interview. And from what I'm seeing, it's always at the interview stage where they nail these doctors and take their licenses away. It's never just based on the records. They trick him into saying something self-incriminating. Well, when a doctor in California hires a lawyer to represent them before the medical board, the first thing that lawyer does is go grab the doctor by the nose or the ear or both. And say, you know what? You better do whatever the hell they tell you. And you right. better answer all their questions honestly. And you better, da, 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 you know, instead of just, hey, well, what happens if I don't? Oh, they'll get a subpoena. Well, that'll give me another six months. Make them get a subpoena. And then not only that, it'll give you due process in a court of law where you can call into question the validity of their entire investigation and whether or not they've actually proven or shown good cause to investigate you at all anyway. Right. So right. you could file an effective, you at least have a chance and maybe a very good one of getting a motion to quash the subpoena granted. Yeah. And then it's over. But none of these doctors have been doing that. The only one that held out is Dr. Halstead. And as far as I can see, he's the only one standing there. The rest are all, they're getting wiped out one after uh-huh. the other. There's only so, a few left that even have them. So what, what stage in the process does he need legal representation? Uh, I would have recommended it uh, before this April 4th event. Okay. But it's going to be a sort of a fait accompli. There's 
the court really wouldn't have any discretion to rule other than what we'll be asking for. So right, right. Um, he handled himself very, very well on his motion or his objection to the emergency order request. Okay. Uh, he was pro se at that hearing and he handled himself. Beautifully. It was fine. Okay. Yeah. So, so I think people need to this. help him get the attorney appropriate. Well, once this is uh, dismissed, which it will be right. Um, then what will happen is uh, they will look at whatever evidence they do have in their possession mm-hmm. and they will try to fabricate or string around some argument for why they should now be able to compel him to appear to be interviewed. Right. Oh, I see. And answer the questions. And that's where he's going to say, oh, I'm sorry, fifth. You yeah. said I was maybe participated in a murder. I'm sorry, I've got the fifth. Right. And oh, right. by the way, what are you guys doing investigating murders? Doesn't that belong yeah. to the uh, San Francisco PD? Uh, they are the ones and they've already investigated and they're already satisfied that they found the culprit. So why right. are you investigating the doctor? And what is the California State Medical Board doing investigating a homicide, let alone attempting to implicate a completely innocent doctor? Yeah. It's crazy. I think the weak spot is that. Um, more good normal people can't imagine the evil behind it, right? That, yeah, all all of this is is so hard to grasp. People for, willing for people to destroy the lives of other people for money and political yeah. agendas and stuff like that. Well, they're 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 just paid hitmen. Yeah, you know the California yeah, State right. Medical Board is functioning as a hit squad. So this is so what we take out the doctors who are not going along with the directives of pharma that are unwilling to murder and maim their own patients in order to increase pharma profit. Right. We're going to take those doctors out. And it comes back to what, what we came to last week in when you were on by yourself is that the world world is currently full of people willing to follow orders to hurt each other for money or approval or to follow rules or what it's just like a Milgram experiment. Yeah, I mean, some things about human nature don't change in 50 years, 100 years, or however long it's been since Nazi Germany or the yeah. gulags in Russia or, or some of the events of Mao Zedong. Or, um, you, you, don't, <clears throat> you don't fundamentally change human nature overnight. And uh, it hasn't really been that long since we've had some extraordinarily egregious examples of this type of behavior and and the thing is it's never possible without the participation of humanity it's not like they're just this one evil genius with a mustache and he just personally went out and does it himself no no there was a huge contingent of humanity it was all the people willing to just follow orders that were just willing i was only following orders yeah 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 and that's what they're going to say here when, it's when amazing, and in, in some way, almost all of us are doing that now, in some way. In some small way, every single one of us that's any part of any of the system yeah. are guilty. Right. All of us, in, in, in some small way, we're equally guilty in, in the bigger picture. And everybody's or, got an excuse why they have to. Oh, yeah, that, that I have to buy something off of Amazon. Well, and, or I, I will know, lo- or, lose my job, or... Or things like that. Yeah, I have to go on killing people or I can't speak the truth or 
Yeah. I love these self-censor people. Like you, you go on someone's channel and they're like, oh, no, no, no. Mm-mm-mm. Because if we do that, they will censor us. I'm like, okay, well, I'm sure they're very grateful. Did you get a thank you card? Because you let them know you're willing to censor so that you can spare them the trouble. Yeah. Of could doing I, it, you know, like I, at least don't spare them the trouble. Right. Now, there are people actually being paid fairly well to... To censor us. Yeah, well, to censor and also uh, what they call influencers on social media. To spread propaganda. To say good things about vaccines. and To spread lies. Um, yeah. Deadly lies. Right. And, and they, they, there's, it's inescapable that these are lies. They can tell themselves, well, it's the approved uh, government-sanctioned thing to say. Well, I'm safe to say it. Right. No, you're not, because you're going to end up in a line someday if if you succeed. If your side wins, you personally will end up in a line someday where they're going to directly inject you as well and your children and everybody you love. Yeah. So, no, you're not going to escape the consequences of this fool. That's... But we're all fools. Right. We're all fools. To, that it got this far, we're all fools. Well, maybe, you know, when things get further along with the adventure of, with Dr. Halstead, you could come back and tell us what happens. I would love to do that. I'll give you a full report, and I'll give everyone a way that they can go look at all the legal documents. As well. Exactly. I think that would be great. Yeah. We're looking so. to get a win. I believe there's a very good chance we're going to get an immediate injunction yeah. right out of the gate when we file. It sounds like uh, it, yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to be able to manage that. So I'm very yeah. excited about bringing a group of good, honest doctors into court to tell the truth. Well, it's, it. it's like last week on the, on the show we just did with you. The difference that you're showing people is don't assume things are impossible. Exactly. And a lot yeah. of cases you'll find they're not only possible, they're not really that hard. One yeah. thing you're willing to go ahead. Yeah, Um I like that movie, The Edge, with uh, Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin. I don't think I saw that. Okay, well, there's a scene. They're being chased. They get stranded in the wilderness. They're lost in the wilderness. They're being chased by a grizzly bear. Okay. Tracking them. And every now and then they escape. They run across a log uh, that goes over a river. And so they they get some headway. But they're only just getting ahead a little. And the bear eventually gets to them again and whatever. But they're being hunted and they know. The only way they're going to survive is if they actually kill this bear. Right. And Anthony Hopkins, they, they have no real weapons. They've just got like a pocket knife and that's a bit mm. of it, you mm. know. And uh, Anthony Hopkins is kind of an affectionado of wilderness survival books. Right. But it's mostly all been up here his whole life. Now he's getting a chance to use some of it. And um, he tells a story about the Maasai tribe uh, where they would uh, kill lions as part of manhood. And there was a specific way that you would do that. And there was also a specific way that American Indians would do a, a similar ritual or passage, rite of passage for men right. yeah, they, or boys becoming men uh, by killing a, a bear and that you would use the, the bear's own weight on a spear and all this, you know, there's a way this can be done, you know, right, and right. like we better get busy, right? Getting these, Spears ready and coming up with a plan and mm-hmm. figuring out how we're going to bait him. The guy, Alec Baldwin's going bait him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, they, they we're were going to the, be the bait. They were the bait. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
So, but the the big crescendo argument becomes, you know, from Alec Baldwin's perspective, this is impossible. And he's saying, it's impossible. He's ahead of us all the time. It's like he's inside our minds. Right. You know, and he's so big. And and, uh, meanwhile, there's Hopkins working on his spear going, no, it can be done. What one man can do, another can do. Say it. Say the words. Say, I'm going to kill the bear. Now, I want everyone listening to this to please say those words. Right. Because this thing is tracking us. It's ahead of us all the time. Yeah. We have to turn and kill it. And guess what? We can. Right. We can do this. It's an issue of hypnosis, right? And, um, and, and it's not an optional thing. I mean, if we don't. Well, there is this, an option, but the other option is it eats you, right? Well, yeah, that's to me, that's not an option. Not a good option, right? Not an option at all for me. Right. Um, so yeah, we can kill the bear and you're damn right. I'm killing the bear. And, and, and so are the people coming along with me on this. We're going to go after it and we're going to kill it. We're not going to wait for it to eat us. So it's kind of like with the, with with the wizard of Oz, right? Thinking that it's this gigantic, overwhelming force that's going to get you. And once you realize it's just this guy moving these cranks around behind the curtain, doesn't uh, intimidate you so much. Well, that's, that's, that's a good analogy for what's going on here. You know, they have their credentials and their authority and their yeah. little and, and, uh, but it's just kind of mushy gelatin underneath. And when you pull the curtain back, there's just some scraggly little miniature, dying, right. dirty, crooked elf guy named Fauci or any number of these other people that are involved in it. Right. Right. Yeah, they've been able to hypnotize everybody to make us think we're helpless up to now. And that they're powerful and important. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. So we'll, we'll go kick some butt. Yeah. We're going to kill the bear. Okay. <laughs> want to hear how you're doing with that next time. Okay. So cool. hold, hold on. We'll say goodbye in the break here. Okay. That was Joy Garner and Dr. Doug Halstead, you guys. Um, inspiring people who are doing exactly what we're not supposed to do and feeling like maybe they're not. In fact, they're definitely not helpless. And Joy is doing the legal work. And um, you're not supposed to know how to do that. You're supposed to think that only attorneys can do it. And Joy is demonstrating that that's completely not true. So um, incredible work they're going. Remember to go to um, the control group, the control group, dot org to keep up with what is happening there and you know the essence of it i I think there were two points today one is the control group project which you can read about at the control org, said what's what vaccines are really doing and they're changing they are changing the health outcome for everybody that gets them but not the way we're being told they're a massive increasing factor in every disease that was measured. And if that sinks in to anybody that reads the data, it's, it's almost like it, you know, earth shaking significance and it need, the mandates for it need to be stopped, but not just the mandates, you know, people, people like Trump have said, well, people should have a choice, you know, who can get it or not. In fact, DeSanta said that, a lot of people say that who don't want the mandates. Let the people do it who want to do it. But that should not happen. You know, the people who want to get injected with something 
need to be told what it could do to them clearly so they understand it. And then if they still want it, you know, maybe that should be open to them. But the consent that's happening of the people that want these injections is not informed consent. If the data that's in, you know, the pages and pages of bad effects that Pfizer is being forced to release, that they wanted to wait 75 years to tell the public, if that's put into a coherent form and given to people as a warning in large print, one, two, three, four, five, here are the things it can do to you. It can, you know, destroy your heart and your liver and your kidneys and your brain, any other organs that you may have, and it can kill you. And it won't prevent any diseases and it won't give you any health benefits, but you're welcome to do it. And here's where you sign up. That would, if they really understand that, then they could be free to do it if they want to. You know, suicide is legal, but uh, anything less than that is a consent without being informed. And that's what the control group project is working on. And Dr. Halstead um, is a brave person who's defending the right to write these exemptions. And he, actually, when he did it, it was totally legal, even in California. So he's standing up against the medical board, which is this tyrannical group composed of people willing to uh, damage and lie for money and for prestige to be on the group. And it came down, like we said at the end of the of the show, people all over the country and all over the world willing to be completely unethical if they get their paycheck for doing that. And as long as that's the mentality in the world, even if this particular assault is stopped, other ones will continue. You know, wherever somebody's offered money, or, or even as we saw in the Milgram experiment, people were just told by an authority figure to hurt other or kill other people. They're willing to do it. A huge percentage, more than half in the Milgram experiment. So the consciousness, which is what I call the issue there, has to change. And people have to somehow wake up to realize that we're all networked and connected and from the same original uh, source that we came from, not in a religion, but for real. And that what we do to each other, not in a belief system way, but for real, we do to ourselves. Once that's realized, the whole thing's over. And it seems to me that the place that we're living in right now called the real world, the, the earth planet, or for the flat earth people, I guess they call it earth too. It's a malleable place that can become hell on earth like it is in many ways now or the opposite. And it all comes down to consciousness. So that's what we're doing with Planetary Healing Club is looking directly at that physical, forbidden physical health knowledge uh, because that helps with the inner consciousness change. And then the work the meditation and focus and intent and manifestation and other things that have not been done up to now on a world scale or else we wouldn't be in this situation, but they could be. And there's a lot of clues that say that. So this gets into some pretty deep stuff, but the point of Planetary Healing Club is move it from the belief, conjecture, theoretical arena into practical application. So, um, 
my feeling is we can do that. And we're looking for people in any part of the world that would like to take part in that with us. Once a week, we have live meetings. Doug and I are both there in person and interactive, and we have live chat going on, um, trying to do something that has not been done before. So if you want to be part of that, check out planetaryhealingclub.com, and we'll see you there. Um, the other thing is, if you want to stay in touch with where we're on the air and where we're not, uh, lostartsradio.com is good uh, contact point to stay in touch, especially the tab on the site that's about the radio shows. A lot of archive, free archives are there. And then um, if you want to help support our work, if you've got the resources for that, since all this is commercial free at the moment, um, there's a donate button on lostartsradio.com and a subscribe star link and a mailing address. And if you donate to us, we'll keep going. And uh, if you can, if you're really struggling for survival, maybe just share the links if, if you know people that would appreciate them. Um, but we have a short time to reverse things on this planet. They're really seriously looking at nuclear war at the moment and all kinds of other parallel anti-human agendas are going on with the insanity in the schools and the geoengineering and the poisoning of the food supply and the economic destruction. All that could be turned around. It's all by design. Central banking crimes and the only point in even knowing about any of that horrible stuff is to fix it. And that's what we're looking at doing. So um, take care of yourself because you're the asset that is critical to the future of the world. You're not an insignificant person at all. Infinite, unlimited being who has been hypnotized to believe in what's impossible. You get to the level where that belief is and neutralize it and watch what happens. So that's planetaryhealingclub.com. And remember that our Brighteon and Bitchute channels and Blog Talk Radio, uh, all our shows are put up there and other places that do not censor. And you can always find us in that kind of place. So I think that's about the main thing for now. Um, Joy is going to be back next week with the attorney that's working on their control group project, Greg Glazer. And that's going to be an incredible show along the lines of the ones with uh, Dr. Halstead and where Joy was by herself. So I hope you can join us for that. That'll be in a week. So take care of yourself. And uh, you're very much appreciated. Thank you for being here. We'll see you next time. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. 
With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big text platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the banned ones are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.
Just keep trying.